Welcome to She Said Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV, shine a light on women who've empowered us, and dish on plot twists in our life we just had to say. Let's too. In today's episode, we'll be creating our own White Lotus vacation and how did we get here? Raving about our guilty pleasure of reality TV and find out which character we are in Netflix's most watched show, Wednesday. I'm Kay. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest who is laughing at me right now. (laughs) Actor, writer, producer, director. He does a bit of everything. Joey Mercado. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me, both of you. Of course. Thank you for coming. So, Hannah, how how do you know this person? So... Joey and I actually are neighbors. And yes, we are. Funny enough, funny story about whenever Joey first moved in, Mariah, who we all know and love, came running into my house so excited, screaming, do you remember Joey who I used to work with? And I was like, what? <laughs> Where, first of all? <laughs> no. And then she told me and I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, well, he's our neighbor now. And then we met. And then she left out the part where we walked in and she was like, Joey? And I was like, Mariah? And she's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I just moved in. And she was like, oh, no. Why? <laughs> Management <laughs> sucks here. And I was like, Michael, oh, great. my roommate, I was like, don't listen to her. I love Mariah to death. I was like, but we just moved in. So there's no going back in the lease. Like, we're here. We're going to do it. Which I'm actually really excited that I knew at least one person. <clears throat> excuse me. The champagne. Um, I knew at least one person. It also like made it feel easier. But I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" I was like, "Good to see you, Mariah." <laughs> <laughs> but now look at us. Yeah, honestly, we're a big happy family. We are one big happy family. It was a, the, like the best addition to the complex. The complex. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I met Joey uh, through Hannah at her '70s themed birthday party. She was on um, the table. Gimme, 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 yes. and after midnight. Yes. Although it was hard to hear in that packed bar that I will not name, um, but we immediately realized that we had the hustle gene in one another and both happened to be queer Latinx people, and we knew we had to work together in some way in the future, which we still have to do. I agree. Honestly, it's like, you know those people that you meet and you're like automatically like, I know I like I fuck with you. Like you got a good vibe. Like I already I can already tell. And I feel like one of the one of the best qualities I don't know where I inherited it from and I'm probably being cocky by saying this, but like intuitively, like I kinda just know who I'm gonna vibe with, like off the bat. Uh, <laughs> and that's like with Kay when I met her and then Hannah was like, Oh my god, you met Kay and I was like, Yeah, she's actually really cool. Like and she's like, Well duh, like she's my friend and I was like, Okay, Hannah <laughs> Well, Everything you know, Hannah does is cool. Like, some is friends probably, are cooler than others. True. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, you know. it's such a Hannah vibe. I, I told Michael, I'm like my roommate again. Um, I'm like, Hannah has this vibe where it's like the Hannah vibe. Like she could be like the party fun girl or she could be like the girl you, like, you talk to. Or she's like the girl who's like, I'm doing business right now. Like, what is it? Let's go. Let's get it done. And I think that's why you guys are like really good friends. Because I feel like you have that like hustle like mentality too. Where it's like you guys just vibe on that level. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's also like an adapt to any situation kind of thing, which we talk often about how both of us can be like thrown into any situation and just adapt. Yeah. Chameleons, man. Yeah. We're just chameleons. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come I know. Chameleons. Why was I just singing? I was <laughs> I no just idea. singing that for some reason. <laughs> um, well, Joey, with the nature of this industry and the ways people often break in, if you will, you kind of need to do a bit of everything out of necessity. So if you had to pick one, which of the many things that you do would you choose to focus on? 
That is a tough one only because I struggle with this like literally like every day. I feel like I've been in LA for 12 years now. So I've like done everything from like photo shoots to like video shoots to directing to songwriting for a label to literally shooting at Netflix like as an assistant. Like I've done like pretty much everything and I feel like I still struggle with that, but I feel like my heart really would go back to acting. Like that's what I came out to LA for. Like that was like my biggest like goal. Like even as a kid, I remember being like, I want to be an actor. And it was kind of like this thing where I didn't tell my family about it just because like kind of like it was a weird, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to like say it in the right way, but it was kind of like gay to be an actor because like, it was like related to like theater and like to being like, like on the stage and like this and that. Um, but, yeah, performing. But, right. Yeah. But it's like I, I come from a family of like two older brothers and an older sister. And my older brothers are very, like, macho guys. Like, one of my brothers thinks he's a gangster. He's not. Uh, <laughs> and they both look like it. But it's, it was like, up. oh, like, yeah, no, like, they, oh, you're going to sing. And, like, this. It was just, like, a weird, like, a weird thing to, like, do. Um, but that's why I came to L.A. That's what, that's what my goal was. So I think it, w- it would be acting. Okay. Okay. I love that. Well, a lot of actors end up, you know, producing and directing and I writing. and. <laughs> Well, yes, a lot of actors I'm end straight. up being gay as well. So the question the whole podcast is based around was, what was something you were scared of doing that you said let's to because a woman empowered you to do so? And who was that person? <clears throat> Let me clear my throat because I have been waiting for a really long time for someone to ask me this question. I grew up being empowered by women. My, I grew up with my dad and my dad and my mom are equally in the picture. But I grew up spending a lot of time with my mom, my sister, and my grandma. Um, after that, in high school, I met my best friend, Danielle Vaughn. Uh, she goes by Danny Ray Vaughn. She's an incredible artist, incredible singer. When I was in high school, she literally was like, you have to audition for the musical. I auditioned for the musical, and our theater teacher was like, holy shit. It sounds like literally a bag of cats screaming when you're singing. He's like, but your acting is incredible. <laughs> and i was like sick and she was like you're supposed she, to say the good thing first no, and then well, the bad thing well i think that is a really good thing because despite that you know like i joined the theater because of her um and this is literally our senior year we met our senior year um after that i visit her at berkeley college of music literally almost every semester of our college like sorry every every month or every other month of our whole college career She's like my closest person to this day. Um, and I got into music because of her. And I started doing my acting because I joined, obviously, acting. Um, but I worked with the label because of Danny Vaughn because I literally was like, push. She was like, you could just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, I've literally, I've sang before now. Like, it's just, it's crazy how one person and like one thing could change you. But she was like, you just got to keep doing it. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? Um, that on top of her being the one person who encouraged me to come out. And I think that also has like had a lot to do with my success in the industry now. Like the the biggest film that I've just recently booked was uh in Outfest. It was in um for like Danny Trejo and like all the HBO Film Fest and all that stuff. Yeah, and it was like the first LGBTQIA. There's a lot of syllables. I yeah, I don't know them all yet. Um, but it was a Latino film festival, and it was I played a gay character, and I was like. If it wasn't for her, like, pushing me to be who I am today, which sounds, like, really, like, huge, which it is, I, I wouldn't have done anything, honestly. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Shout out Danny. She's a let's girl. 
She's a let's girl. Yeah. She says let's. Well, we're back with Ima I'm blank. blank, where we choose a movie or TV show and decide what character we are and the backstory of why. I'm so sorry. Joey looked at us like we were the twins from The Shining again. <laughs> we got to think of another thing to say, like not the twins from that, like Mary Kate and Ashley or something. Ooh, you know what Harris I mean? and Nicole. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm definitely Nicole. I'm Paris. Yes. Well, I mean, you would have to be. Yeah. <laughs> there was only two. Um, Spitting. But anyways, uh, this week we'll be doing a show which everyone loved. And yes, I am speaking for the entirety of the world. My Tia loved it. My Wella loved it. I loved it. My Gen Z cousins loved it. On and on. Honey, the Latinos are in this bitch, finally. Wednesday. Loved loved Wednesday and there's been many iterations of the Adams family as we know but none that necessarily only focused on Wednesday herself Joey there's so many fun and evil characters to pick from in this town and at, and at Evermore so who do you think you are in the show and why <clears throat> okay this is gonna sound interesting but I think the hand you think thing yeah okay why do you yeah. think you're thing I feel like it's honestly fitting for me. It's like, I would love to be like, I would love to be like, I'm Wednesday, like the main character. But I feel like in, like in real life, I'm like a very supportive person. Like I always like, I'm like encouraging people like all the time, like, you know, like, Hey, you should do this and stuff. And like my friends are like, damn, you should be doing that for yourself. But I, I do genuinely like enjoy helping people. Um, and I feel like I would be like, I would be a thing. A helping hand. Helping hand. Oh, <laughs> well. oh shit. Your boys go with his hands. Oh. Uh, don't be nasty. Not like that. Joey. <laughs> no, because I build things also. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ikea yeah. furniture. Anything. <laughs> no, anything but Ikea furniture. That shit's hard. It is hard. Oh, I love Ikea it. furniture is made hard. Hot. <laughs> Not that I'm into that stuff, but if I was. Right. Wood would be a good thing to work on. I love that you said that you're also a supportive, like, type of person a helping (laughs) hand if you will um i chose enid and a little bit of morticia as well i had to throw in somebody else jesus christ she does this every time she never picks one person i was gonna say that's such a hannah move like i could be this person or i'm like which one is it as an indecisive person i have to pick more than one one, okay mostly enid However, Morticia, I dressed up as Morticia whenever I was five for Halloween. That mm. bitch is in my soul. She's a witch. I'm a witch. We're but perhaps you only did it because Enid did not exist. Maybe. For you to dress up as them. Maybe. But That's Morticia true. is my queen. That's a good she point. is a goddess. She is the shining light of darkness, and I love her. Can I be honest? Yes. I can see you as Enid. I, I can yeah. see you being like kind of like you seem really innocent until like you need to pop out those claws. Ooh. And then it's like, ooh, there. Because, well, just knowing you personally in like our personal yeah. life, <laughs> there's there's situations where, you know, there's one recently where you're just like your claws just came out out of nowhere. You got to pop out good. the claws sometimes. And honestly, I'm very proud of you for doing that. And I feel like Enid, she had to like, she had to protect herself. She and did what she loved. I actually, funny enough, I, I kind of wrote something similar to that i thought that about myself yeah i did because she is she's bubbly she's charming she's down to earth she wants to love everyone around her so much and has this like bright personality that shines through with the clothing that she's wearing and i'm wearing fucking bright bright yellow right now i can't speak today what's going on i'm stumbling over my words mercury retrograde mercury mercedes is in gatorade 
I need a Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, she's extremely patient with Wednesday and encourages her to make better or I guess different decisions to help show Wednesday's softer side. But she also has that spicy little flair about her where she brings out her claws at like whenever she gets kind of fucked with, which is how I treat men whenever I'm in Vegas. <laughs> um, she's also a wolf. We also know about my love for wolves, considering I have two huskies down in my living room right now. Oh, my yes. God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's so perfect. Anna's right? really thought of herself on this one, and I like that. I, <laughs> I, I love that. Bro. I, honestly, I love it because I, I would agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, and... It'd be different if I didn't. She's constantly Wednesday's biggest supporter slash cheerleader, aside from Thing. She's just constantly pushing her to do better and hoping that Wednesday will kind of accept her as her friend. Right. Like she's always pushing for that something and is always wanting to help mm-hmm. no matter what. But I'm a huge supporter of my friends. I'm a big cheerleader myself, which we have even talked about in the get to know you videos. But why are you Morticia? Morticia, I wrote down because, you know, the Adams family holds near and dear to my heart. They are like my favorite family ever. And she just has this, essence about her that is so it just kind of takes you in and I'm not saying that necessarily about myself but I have from I've heard this is she not from other people I'm personally I don't see it for myself but I've spoken to other people (laughs) who have felt that essence and she has a nice sense of dark humor which I I don't think of myself this way but people have told me so it's not for me to say no, but it's for no, other yeah, people no, to say it's that. not it's not for me you know what i'm not you, saying that i'm a certain you judge way, this but. on your own <laughs> <laughs> i feel like me and Kay might be those friends who are just like really you though? bring me down to earth <laughs> <laughs> did she just say that okay <laughs> That's I, I love. I honestly, me. I love that about you. Honestly, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she could take it. But yeah, Kate. What? What about you? Who do you think you are? Let's let's dip into this. Well, everybody knows who I am. Okay. <laughs> She's uh, Wednesday. Uh, um. First of all, I would just love to attract attention to my current manicure, which um literally has confetti bats in it okay and i did this days ago when i didn't even know that we were doing oh, wednesday so, cute. so <laughs> honestly that glared in my eye when you did that which is pretty cool it glared in your eye like the the sparkle in it like literally oh shining right, my right. yeah i tend to do that to people blind, blind them i'm gonna need to get a photo of that yeah of she course just put a spell on me yeah um oh, i didn't even do this on purpose as i mentioned however i did wear all black on purpose because I am that bitch. I am Wednesday. Um, she's a writer and an observer of people, which I am as well. Um, I used to love just like talking shit about people in my diaries and like coming up with their demise when I was little. Like it was just, you know, like in a make believe way. Uh, I obviously wasn't going to do this stuff, guys. Right? <laughs> okay. Oh God. Um, I also have always been freakishly obsessed with death, like from a very young age. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought that I was going to die young so often that when I would do like risky things throughout my life, like when I got to my teenage years or whatever it was, they were just thrilling to me. Like the idea of like being on the verge of possibly dying. Like I didn't really get scared to do things. I'm the opposite of you. (sighs) I mean, I think it also was because like I didn't have 
parents period uh <laughs> i mean I, uh, like I, like like i did I, like i did but because everyone i guess i make everything sound funny i love um, that i honestly love it. i appreciate that about like you. but also my mom is always one of those people where she was like we don't need to lock the doors we're fine like she was a single mother and it, like i just was never scared of anything hold on uh, wait yeah hold quick yeah pause. rewind she didn't lock the doors I watched two horror movies last night and my friend Megan and I were like on FaceTime for five hours watching these movies, both horror. And in each one, none of the people lock the fucking doors. I'm like, how do they? What are you doing? Why are you not locking your front? Lock your doors. Lock your doors. I mean, I lock my doors now. Well, yeah, that's I'm just talking like in a hypothetical. Anyway, lock your fucking doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well. I just always thought that, like, well, if I do die young, it'll be, like, a beautifully tragic story that, like, I would, like, live on forever. You are so Wednesday. I know. (laughs) Um, I'm also not very trusting of people, which I think we kind of mentioned before. Like, I get really suspicious that people have, like, as conniving of a mind as I do. So if they did, then, you know, that would be a bad thing. Um, I do have... Is it, like, one of those things where it's, like, what would I do if I actually wanted to do this? This is how I would do it? Uh, I don't know. It's more so like, I just think of, I have like a really hard time thinking of the positives of things. I normally think of like what could go wrong or or those type of things. Like my anxiety brain does that, which, you know, is great on some levels for like, Certain things in the industry, like producing or, you know, things where you're like, oh, we need to think of everything that goes wrong so we can plan for it or whatever. But you're like a Ryan Murphy (laughs) in your brain. That's a great way to describe her. Which is like great. Like, because I love Ryan Murphy's like, I love all of his content. I can see that. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's how you write too. What is the worst thing that could happen to this person in this scenario? And a lot of people are very afraid to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll create your worst nightmare is basically what you're saying. I'm uh, leaving now. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe you should. Bye. Um, but Wednesday also happens to be naturally good at a lot of things, um, which is surprising to a lot of people that she's around um, because she doesn't necessarily necessarily uh, pull these things out until needed or when someone challenges her to something meaning she's not trying to really show off because she doesn't really give a fuck what these other people think of her. Um, I think she wears like this tough exterior, but really deep down she does care about people when she shows her love for Enid, when she hugs her at the end, which I famously do not like being touched or hugged. Um, But it was a special occasion. Sometimes I will hug Hannah. Yeah. Damn, well, I hugged you when I saw you today, so I'm so sorry. Who is the Enid <laughs> to my Wednesday? But that's that's our Wednesday. That's our Wednesday. This I is our that. Enid. That's our thing. I'm so glad you said the thing. I know. And, we and could all go on an adventure together. It'd be honestly. Great. Oh, my God, we should. It's time for a segment that we've done in the past called Let's, Let's Rave About it. it. In the past, we've done this segment raving about one another, but it's time to go back to the roots of what this segment was actually supposed to be. 
So it could be about a topic or a situation pertaining to the industry in some way, or even a new show that we're gagged over. So today we will be raving about one of my favorite things, reality and or scripted unscripted, I'm sorry, TV. Although I write scripted television, it's nice to get out of my head and escape analyzing certain shows, which I will do subconsciously, and just be able to enjoy the ridiculousness of reality TV. Joey and I actually came up with a concept for a reality show. Yes, we did. Shout out the Complex Hollywood. <laughs> Fuck you guys, I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many influences that helped shape what became that reality show where we focus on the very different lives of our neighbors and us, of course, at our apartment complex right in the dead center of Hollywood. In the dead center. And I will not tell you what it's close to. No. Because you'll know where we're at, but it's in the dead center of Hollywood. Dead center. Okay. Dead. I knew you were going to repeat dead because yeah. you love death and yeah. it's scaring me now. <laughs> After this, I'm going to be like, Kay's a little dark for me. I don't know if I can handle that. Ooh. Good. I give her a big old hug before she leaves. <laughs> well, knowing uh -huh. that you're a big fan, uh, what would you like to rave about reality TV, Joey? And what are some of your favorite shows? Also, what were some of the first reality shows that you loved, if you want to start there? <clears throat> okay, let me sit up for this because I have to tell you. Please. My favorite show of all time Please. till the day that I die, and I hope that I can be on it one day, and I will probably get squashed by these people. The challenge. <gasps> I know Mariah loves oh, the challenge also. She does love the challenge. Like going back to like CT, like DM, like, uh, oh my gosh, there's just like Johnny Bananas. You have Jordan now and Tori. There's this show goes beyond my other favorite show, which is Survivor, which I'm actually auditioning for this week. What Stop, the fuck wait. is going on? We literally just talked about Survivor Are last episode. I'm not kidding. Okay, so that's like, those are like my ultimate. And I was literally thinking about the channel. I was thinking about Survivor, about auditioning. And then this was like a year ago. I'm not even kidding. Um, and I was thinking about the challenge. And then this guy was at the restaurant that I was sitting at, or that I was at, wearing the challenge shirt. And then I was like, love the shirt. And he was like, oh yeah, I've been a producer on that. I've been like an executive producer and like this and that for like four or five years. Or like, no, since the beginning. And I'm like, what and i was like i have been watching that since forever so for me that was like a sign i'm getting the goosebumps right now but i feel like survivor could be the opportunity to get on the challenge because now the challenge is offering people that were on survivor any like cbs like any sh any reality show you can be on that and i also got offered to be on are you the one the fluid version when it first came out i didn't do it because i was like i'm not fully comfortable yet with like my sexuality like on television for the whole world to say yeah, yeah. That's fair. even though like my family at that point was like we love you like you if you're not different as a person like we we got you but i was like uh i don't know that's a little weird so i feel like i missed my opportunity but well how did you get offered to be on the one are you uh, the one i was on um <laughs> i was on elevator which is a show that's on uh, gsn game show network uh, with the Soska sisters and Blumhouse, they produced that. We were the season finale. We won actually the like the grand prize. Oh my god! Yep, thirty grand. Lost it all in like less than a year because I don't know where it went. Um, Love that. Yeah, and then I was on after that on David Spade's uh, show, um, Fameless, where I got tricked to be a host, and I was not a host. I was meeting up to like guy. It was just a whole. You, it's just a whole ordeal. 
And then the producer was like, yo, like you killed it. Like, do you want to be on Are You The One? Like you'd be good for reality TV. And I just like slept on it and like never responded. I probably should have. Oh, no. But then I met my roommate and yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Your roommate. Okay. But going back to <laughs> reality TV, that was the beginning shows. But what, like, what are some other ones that are more current that you like and like, why do you like them? I guess. Like, what is it that really draws you into reality TV, especially that even made you want to then create a reality show? Bling Empire. Yeah. Bling Empire. Like, I, I really do enjoy that show. Um, I feel like the whole aspect of being, like, honest and real is is what I thrive, like, for, like, when I create anything. A big part of reality that I like the most is just, like, feeling excited or feeling like I'm going to, like, go in the shower and be like, I would tell this person off like this. And like, I don't know, there's like some kind of like stimulation that you get from like being like, if I was in that situation, I would do this. You know, even like to go back to like Survivor and the challenge, it's like, if I was in those challenges, I don't know how fucking well I would do. I'd probably be like squashed by these people or I'd be like, I'm going to beast it out in this way. And like, I don't know, I I think there's like some form of like serotonin, like endorphins that like you get from like watching stuff like reality TV. Well, because you know that these are actually real people. So anyone just like you, you know? Yeah, and, and that's that's the best part is, like, nowadays you know that, like, it's not like, oh, it's, like, one in a million to be an actor or, like, one in a million to be on a reality show. It's, like, it can happen to anybody at any time, anywhere. Right, yeah. And it's, like, that's what that's what those shows are there for. They want fresh faces, like, fresh people and stuff. And, like, it's it's a, it's a really good telling sign to people, like, dude, you don't have to be anybody. You can just move to L.A. tomorrow an audition for a reality show and you can be on it and then all of a sudden kickstart your career. Yeah. yeah or you can make a sex tape. Or that. Yeah, or that. Only fans. Or well, I feel like every single one of us has been offered to be on a reality show of some oh, sort. Oh, I going to say every single one of us thought of Only Fans. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that too at one yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, come enough. on. Yeah, I actually I moved to LA. Mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I moved to LA 9 years ago, 10 years ago. I can't remember. Something around that that point but within the first month of moving here this was back in like when craigslist would have like those things on it um and i actually made it into the cast for a reality show that was supposed to be on oxygen we filmed i think the pilot or like more like a sizzle kind of thing for like a couple days that's actually really hot uh oh yeah sizzle yeah i get where you're going (laughs) with that yeah (laughs) um but the problem that i had which i think uh, i really love to talk shit like in the confessionals but i'm not going to i'm not a person who lives for like creating drama like in front of of people's faces so when people tried to bring like when the producers would try to bring it out of me i was just kind of like eh well maybe they like i can always see things from different ways you know what i mean like i'm like well if they have a problem with that that's their problem it's not my i'm not gonna be mad about it the good thing though is that they need somebody like that they need that one person to be like like they fucked up because like honestly they need one person to be like i'm not gonna engage in the drama and then everyone around them is like just drama yeah, and it's like, crazy. yo, I fuck with that person, but also like, damn, they're going off over here. Like, it's like you need a balance. Like, if everybody's drama all the time, like, it's like, what's the fun in that? Well, because yeah. that's also that's also what 
real life is like there are people who are creating the drama and then there are people who are staying out of it being like not my problem yeah so to have a reality tv show you need all of those different characteristics Mm -hmm. so i agree they did fuck up there honestly yeah yeah. like you need you need that one person just be like yeah like the anchor well i'm good at solving the problems and i don't think they want the problems to be solved so, we so need that's to see like, you on survivor oh no fucking way i hate being outside <laughs> i literally just said that it was my worst nightmare to like think about be- like i have no idea why anyone would want to be on that it was it would be awful for me honestly very entertaining i'm sure yeah. for the audience because of how awful it would be for me but uh no 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 no. i would the what, next what show home. would you be on well funny enough mariah and i were offered to be on do you know that tattoo uh reality show on oh, mtv Inked? no it's Inked? on mtv i don't know what i don't it's not called it's Inked. not it's not black it's the one or something uh mm, i don't think so it's the one where people come on and they draw out uh tattoo or they describe something for a tattoo for someone else that they're on the show with and then that person gets the tattoo not knowing what it is i do know what you're talking about it's all drama like it's all dramatic shit like i saw someone get like a dick tattooed on them with like a hand around it and something else and it so whenever mariah and i were emailing back and forth with this producer about the show we were thinking of different things that would be like kind of fun for both of us that would trigger a memory like a just like a fun thing and they were like but can you make it a little bit more like enticing or like they wanted us to cause drama between the other person and we're not like if we have shit going on we're gonna deal with it in private we're not gonna bring it to a reality tv show so we both just kind of were like you know we're actually like not really interested in this but we we almost got on. We got to like the third or fourth round of it and they Damn. wanted us to go on and we were like, mm, how about no? Like, I don't want to not know what I'm getting tattooed on me. And Honestly, then it'd be something if the really tattoo like wasn't gross. involved, yeah, I'd be like, no. Yeah. Because like, I, oh, I have the tattoo a lot of, like, yes. I have a lot of really fucking stupid tattoos, but I love your screen I tattoo. Also, I love my screen That's tattoo. That's my favorite. That's uh, what's his name? Ghostface. Ghostface. Hot. Well, Friday the thirteenth action. If I was into that stuff, yes. <sighs> yes. But I don't want something that's gonna be like a person riding a surfboard full of like through a sea of meat. And you guys and wouldn't do like, that to each other. No. We're we're way too in tune with each other to be like, You're like are you down with this? Yeah. No, okay, I'm not either. Let's fucking get away from that. But my love for reality TV started at a young age going back to the other reality shows of MTV like True Life, The Hills, My Super Sweet 16, Laguna Beach. I don't know if Silent Library would be considered a reality TV show, but I just restarted watching was on Silent that. Library. Stop. Is it considered reality TV? Yeah. Yeah, I would think or so. Like yeah. Gamey, yeah, gamey it's, show. It's like a game show reality, yeah. Okay. Yeah, love Silent Library. Um but I just love <gasps> Sorry I, to interrupt, but Murphy was on that. <gasps> with my friend no. from Hey Monday. So my friend Mike Gentile yeah. was on that, and Murphy was the guy who was throwing the like paper bags at them on Silent Library. Oh, shit. I need to find out what episode this is so that I can watch it, can because watch it. that's going to be fucking Isn't that hilarious. weird how connected we all are? I know. Yeah. Well, LA just gets smaller and smaller the more people that I talk to and like just the more interaction. It's, it's a small fucking city. I love the chaos 
of MTV in general alongside the chaos that shows would bring. So I remember when I would watch my super sweet 16 as a kid and thinking that my 16th birthday would be so fucking iconic and like bougie and badass when in reality I was just a tiny kid like not fully knowing that the 16th birthday isn't really that fucking important. Like, well, it is it's important. Im- it's important, but it's not so important to have like a rave. Well, the biggest thing is, is that you don't have parents like they have parents. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? I also like wasn't pa- like brought up in like a very rich family who could do all that like bougie shit. So it was cool to watch on TV and be like, I want that shit. Like well, yeah. my inner bougie bitch was like, yeah. And now whenever I was home for Christmas, my mom had told me that I was her bougiest child. And I was like, yes, I will take that role. Gladly. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, why you live here now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I also obviously cannot forget the shows like The Girls Next Door, which focused on three different main playmates and Hugh Hefner's main girlfriends at the time. Yes. Holly yes. Kendra yes. Yes. Yeah. That shit was well, great. She ended up marrying um, Holly, Holly briefly. But right. now all this stuff is coming out about like with them and their time in the Playboy Mansion and how it like they were kind of um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, groomed in a sense by Hugh Hefner. I mean, but like, yeah. So now yeah. all this stuff is coming out about that, yeah. but watching it at the time, like it was so big then it was just so cool to get a look inside these lives of girls that were living inside the Playboy mansion. Right. And also cannot forget about Paris and Nicole Richie or Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie with the simple life. Of course yep. not. Like one of the most iconic, them going to a small town and just—they were the ones who were like set on sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I say that all the time because my stepsister. I I don't want to work today, so (laughs) we're not going to. I I love that energy (laughs) for them. (laughs) Now, if I'm watching reality TV, it's usually like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love to see that drama. I've only ever watched one season of The Bachelor, but it ended up being like the most chaotic season of all time, which was Clayton's season, Um. where he literally could not choose a woman that he wanted to marry. Well, I think one of my first favorite reality shows were definitely the dating ones, as we are talking about, but I am specifically talking about Flavor Flav. Pumpkin, my girl. I'm sorry, New York. I will go off for days. I'm going to let you have your moment. I'm so sorry. I got so excited. Well, I'm about to say the exact opposite of you because I watched Flavor of Love and I fell in love with Miss New York, a.k.a. Tiffany Pollard. Okay. My mom and I would watch it together and just cackle laughing at her lines. Okay, she is so ridiculous, but so quick and witty, and her del- and her delivery is the best. And I think in the back of my mind, I knew like this bitch is smart, you know, because let me say she built a brand for herself, and then had many spinoffs. And also, I think back to how many of these female characters over time in reality shows have become icons for queer people, especially queer men. Love Tiffany. Don't look at me. I am looking at you. <laughs> I am looking at you. Pumpkin? Fuck off. I love, oh! the, I love the rivalry here. I'm like sitting Honestly, here like, quickly okay. looking back and forth at you two. I, I will not discredit New York. She's incredibly like talented for the, merely for the fact that she's built a brand for herself. For herself. Her what mom, is Pumpkin her doing? Her mom as well. 
Exactly. But hoops. What is hoops doing? She she nothing. Well, okay, you know how like they say like Beyonce killed Aaliyah. <laughs> The Illuminati thing. Who the fuck is that? Well, no, the, have you never you heard, heard that, that conspiracy like, theory? Yeah, and we're not quoting saying that that's what happened. No, it's just. A but conspiracy it's a it's a theory. thought. It's a thought. I would it's never like, say such it's a like thing. um New York killed off hoops, so that New York can be New York, and Pumpkin was just in the middle. She was I like, "Love that you compared that conspiracy theory <laughs> to this." It was like um Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Aaliyah. Okay, we Pumpkin, don't... New York, and hoops hoops. <laughs> hoops. Hoops. hoops i shouldn't have said that anyway I'm, I'm i'm playing i don't really know too much about that i just know that i i love that show yeah it was so good but i also watched tila tequila <gasps> yeah oh my god i forgot about tila tequila. tequila i used to stream her porn on freaking uh limewire no fucking way Stop. i didn't even know she I didn't, had porn i didn't either what tila tequila she started like yeah that was her thing if there was an only fans while tila tequila was like blowing up like that she would have had like she'd be 9.8 million billionaire right now oh absolutely wow. well i thought to myself at the time because i was you know much younger i was like hmm someone who dates men and women what a strange concept fair, this fair. seems fun lols to now today um so basically what i'm saying is revamp the show and cast me as the one who dates everyone i would love that <gasps> okay i'd watch i it. need to see that any anyone i would That's, watch it because i always think like could Where i be on the bachelorette are... no unless... or we can do a brett michaels with you <gasps> rock of oh my love God. Okay, but I'm not like I, I'm not like a rock star, so like I don't know. But how you I could be a be, rock star. I don't know. How I could be. I, I feel <laughs> but like you I'm, could be a rock star. But then I will go back to Paris and Nicole in The Simple Life, um, because I was a girl who moved from a bigger city in Grand Rapids, which isn't like a huge city like Chicago or something, but it is bigger, um, to a very small like farm town when my mom got remarried or I guess married for the first time to my stepdad because my parents were never married um shout out to Zealand Michigan but also not shout out because Woo-hoo. it was awful living there um so where, where are you on the mitt I'm very curious well I am holding a mic so it's hard to yeah uh, my roommate does this a lot it's here is where Grand Rapids is and then Zealand's like over here like kind of by the water that's near yeah oh. yeah white pigeon is also down there Oh, okay. I know a little pigeon myself. Damn. Okay, <laughs> pigeon. But I did feel like Paris and Nicole on like a small level um, just because I found everything so fucking boring in this town. Like it was yawn city. So I wanted to like create chaos and like make fun, um, which, you know, the people who live there did not like, especially <laughs> their parents who were frequent churchgoers because there was a church on every corner. Um, but I also just loved watching girls specifically behaving badly exactly how they wanted. <laughs> to and being praised for it even if you know it was behind a shade of nepotism because it's not like they were ever going to not be famous or not you know what I mean no matter what they did on this show um so they had essentially nothing to lose but nowadays some of my favorite shows I watch with my roommate um are Drag Race uh he is a gay black man 
man and we are basically like a younger rupaul and michelle visage i am michelle duh um but we've also been friends for over a decade kind of like rue and michelle uh so often when we watch these shows we we like repeat back like the same lines that are spoken um that like really hit us you know and sometimes we'll even quote them like the next day or whatever that's what i think reality tv is like for is like these crazy like catched lines that people say because you don't often hear that like in scripted tv and it doesn't feel as natural to repeat back things from scripted tv just because like they're not they don't feel as organic as somebody like in a moment just like saying something so ridiculous people mostly take things from reality tv or films what is the one um i'll forgive you but i want to forget you Oh my God, what is that from? You know what it's from. I don't remember what it's from. <gasps> is that from The Hills? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lauren yeah, Conrad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Wow, Miss I had it, I had it. <laughs> I'll forgive you, but I want to forget you. Ah, okay. yes, That's Lauren. That's good, That's good. Okay. Yes. But it is actually such an experience to watch any reality show with me and my roommate. Like I often say, because we always get like super high too when we're watching them and we're just like (laughs) eating our snacks. And I'm like, we should have like a YouTube show that just like shows us reacting to this fucking shit because I will scream at the television, especially like in Drag Race or something. If there's like a gag or a performance that is just like really hitting, I'm like my mouth is hanging open. I'm, we're looking back and forth at each other. Like, can you even believe what we are seeing here? Um, but I also like hoarders. I like uh, they haven't. Okay, this is gonna sound really fucked up, but they haven't had it as good since they stopped having the people who like had like crazy houses i'm not talking about just a little bit of clutter i'm talking about like people who would freeze cats like flattened cats they would have frozen in their refrigerator because like they would have way too many cats it's actually very sad um they would have way too many cats and then the cats would like die or something and they want to keep them and they would freeze them in the freezer so when the people came to clean them out they would find like flattened cats Anyways, uh, 90 days. That's not cute. No. 90 days. Yes, but it is shocking. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, which I is don't what? even want to say that it's good for reality TV because it's not good for anything. No, But no. it's entertaining to a point that's like, what the fuck? It's like, holy shit. You, can you even believe there's people like this? Right. That, right. That's, that's kind of like the reality TV I like. I can like, agree more, honestly. Like, n- I also love 90 Day Fiance and I, I loved more of the beginning seasons before it got really big because those were the people who were just so fucking delirious that like the woman would be like, yeah, I just want to come to America. And the guy would be like, I think she really loves me. Like, we're really in love. And you're like, no, no, bitch. She's literally telling you to your face that she just wants to come to America. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but okay. Um, love and hip hop. Love. Love. I love oh love and so ridiculous. I also, like, uh, Tierra Marie. What was about? literally like she's on Love and Hip Hop and like I haven't heard of her in like a while and I started watching. Well, she went to jail, oh. so yeah, that's that's hard. But Love her. and Hip Hop, like that's my shit. Yeah. And then I even started talking at the to end her. of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. That's like one of the things yeah, that they say the all, the all the time. At the end of the day. So listen up here. This is what I was gonna say, and then she, they always ended with like at the end of the day. Yeah. This is how I feel, and it's like boom, 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 goes to a different like scene. 
Yeah. I love loving hip hop. We also watch what we like to call the ladies, which is the Real Housewives. Um, I personally only watched Atlanta and then I also we're now watching Potomac, which is just like such a fun season. I think because two like they fight, but there's only um this doesn't spoil anything, but like less than the other housewives, they don't physically fight that much. Um, so it's more so just like really fun lines and like weird yeah. situation. They go on like a lot of vacations together and stuff. So it makes it a little bit like less like women Haiti is some of the other seasons I feel like are against each other and not as like women strong. Um, the Potomac ones are, uh, but yeah, those are some of my like favorite, I guess, smut TV shows, but okay. Okay. Yeah. I like, okay. It. I like it a lot. Well, we had so much fun last time imagining our lives as the women of rap shit that we're back with how, how did we, we get, get here? here? We're going to take a scenario, occupation, inciting incident, etc., from a TV show or film and imagine what it would be like if we were the characters. White Lotus is a one-hour-long dramedy on HBO Max where each season there is a different luxury hotel that are most that have most likely different guests besides Jennifer, of course, Jennifer Coolidge is who I'm speaking of, um, are staying at. A murder occurs and the whole season we must try and figure out who the fuck has been murdered and what has happened. There's always a theme that Mike White is trying to get across every year, whether that be in the first season with white privilege or the second season with toxic toxic masculinity. Talking toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. So when we're thinking about our hypothetical season, that will play a part as well. So, Joey, I'm about to throw a million questions at you. Um, The first is going to be, what kind of character would you be as a guest? What country would you be staying in? Who would be murdered and how? And how would this tie back to, like, a theme that you're going for in some way? Wait, also, sorry. Mike White? Yes. He was on Survivor. I know. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Survivor's, like... Survivor is following us. Okay, so if I was on White Lotus, we'd be in Mexico, maybe in Cancun or Cabo at the Crystal. It'd be a nice resort. I would be the Hispanic guy, obviously, for obvious reasons, who is bisexual. And he is working with the drug cartel in Mexico. And then I have my Hannah-type friends. The ones that come to Mexico to have a good time, like, hey, baby, the whistle blowing, like tequila shooting back and everything. And then, like, for some odd reason, like, you know, K-type friend is there, too. And she's like, girl, like, we got to go back. And she's like, just one more drink, one more drink. And then me as a character, like, he feels really bad. But, like, he's trying to really sell these drugs so he can, like, go and, like, help his family. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then Hannah's, like, passed out on the beach in the morning and Kay's missing. I'm missing. Oh my And God. there's somebody who's like, I don't know, like we saw a girl get on like a little kayak, like trying to be cool and like cute in the night. And we think she just went out into the ocean. So, but in reality, Kay was Do trying to what? help out the Hannah type friend. The thing is, I could see this bitch going on a kayak in the ocean in the middle of the night and just being like. <laughs> the thing I'm is, I, can, I can see you. I can see you being like, just one more drink, bitch. We're going to go home later. <laughs> And then Hannah, like, was just with my character, George. George. But they don't remember anything. 
Okay, but like, how did I die out there? We don't know yet. No, but how, you, Mike you White. know. Mike White. Mike White will tell us <laughs> Mike later on. Uh, so what happened was you actually never got on the kayak. You went back with a bellboy who was also selling drugs. You guys were having a good time. And you're like, oh, Hannah's fine. Like She'll be okay. So you guys started taking drugs and you OD'd because that's what happens in a lot of these shows. And then he had to get rid of your body. And then Hannah just feels like guilty the whole time. And like, she's like, I never know. I never knew what happened to her. <sighs> and then Jorge is like, I'm never doing this again. Like someone's friend. Cause he, he ended up having feelings for Hannah. Cause he tried to help her like figure out like how like Kay went missing or what happened to her. So he's like, I'm never doing this again. Never like, doing what again? Selling drugs. Oh. Like someone got hurt and like he actually cares about Hannah. I just want to say that I don't think I would OD. <laughs> it wasn't uh, on pills, baby. Uh, it I'm was on saying, the D. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust randos <laughs> with drugs. I'm not gonna lie. I was not a huge fan of season one, um, or at least as I felt like the general public was so so into it. And sometimes I feel like this with shows where people, when people are like dying, like you have to watch this. Then I have like such high expectations of like what something's gonna be. And uh, season one did not live up to as much of the hype as I think it was given. However, season two, bitch, I was in it. Okay. And I don't know, maybe just because the action and the sex and I love Italy. I actually studied abroad there in Rome for a semester. And I've been there since on like a solo trip. So I think my way into the White Lotus actually would be a solo trip I took to get away and have some me time, um, which I can definitely see myself doing. Um, I would pretend that I was going there to relax, but everyone knows that I am not capable of relaxing. Uh, so really, I would be bored out of my mind and traipsing around trying to make friends and or figure out who I can fuck in the vicinity. Um, so, of course, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking as a writer, first, what could I write about? Which is kind of going with the theme. What's a location that would fit the themes that I know? So we're going to go to Spain um, because there is a discourse currently of Hispanic versus Latino or Latine, Latinx, um, whatever label you are comfortable with, which is a whole nother conversation that we will not get into. Um, so perhaps we will cast Rosalia. Uh, maybe Antonio Banderas, uh, you know, people who have historically been in places, maybe they shouldn't be because they are Spanish and not Latino. Um, I think people would love if Rosalia was the one who died, but I'm not sure if that's more of a commentary on us as a culture loving when beautiful younger women die, which I think is kind of a thing. Um, but perhaps her and I become like partners in crime, kind of like the girls in Italy in season two. And maybe she dies accidentally when we're doing something together that we probably shouldn't be. Um, however, I do want to incorporate the world of dance, uh, which is very big in Spain. Um, my I mom. I love world of dance. No, well, I mean like the world of dance, not oh. actually the world of dance like show, but. 
you know, I, I do also love World of Dance. Shout out Same to Shayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my mom actually was a Latin dancer growing up and she toured all over the U.S. and stuff. Um, so perhaps if we had like some maybe like some Tanya Harding shit like type scandal happening within the dance world, like maybe some dancer gets like poisoned. Like like I was thinking maybe like if poison was put in like castanets or something and somebody's going out for like their big number or whatever. And as soon as they go to perform like the powder when they're clacking around the castanets like falls maybe like into their eyes or something and blinds the dancer and she can dance no more um you know just something where like i don't know if rosalia would be the one that does that to the dancer perhaps maybe she was a competitive dancer and Ooh. she wanted she wanted to win over this spot or something that is so dark i can see it yeah right? yeah yeah and so then you know because rosalia did this to the dancer i don't feel as bad about lying about how i know how she died even if it was an accident you know and also, if I kept this death a secret, then we could almost carry it on. Say Mike White just really loved my character and wanted to bring them back, as she, you know he did with Jennifer. Then I could be on the next season just holding in this secret about what I knew from the last one and then being like, oh my God, I'm going to a new place and now there's another death. Like crazy. And perhaps my character was involved. Perhaps they were not. Um, you know, with the new guests, but maybe I bring a partner with me the next time. Like, who knows? The opportunities are endless. Damn. Okay. Damn. I see you. Yeah. You get it? Okay. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Minus. You're capable of anything. I just want you to know that. I can totally see you being on a show like this. I would love to see that. Well, mine was... Mine is very, very different from yours because I'm still coming Shocking. off my high from season two <laughs> and their epic Golden Globe wins. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to Mike Ooh. White and Jennifer Coolidge because they both won. I mean, the entire cast of White Lotus won with that one win. But um, Mike White is an absolute genius and I honestly would sell my soul to work for him um, or with him. So if I were to stay at a White Lotus location, I say that we would be in Greece because as we all know... I love ABBA and I love the Mamma Mia movies and I really want to go to Greece. So maybe like a Santorini moment and I would be going with a group of friends to try to relive my Mamma Mia slash ABBA dream. Um, but I see myself as like a Daphne type character, not necessarily in a relationship, but she's just so she's so fun. She's effortlessly herself and she seems like she's kind of a ditz whenever she's actually not a ditz definitely one of my favorite characters from the second season although since i'd be there with my friends i feel like we'd be the group that just kind of makes friends with the guests that stay there often so kind of like a tanya character where we would make friends or maybe even make friends with her assistant portia where then we would get her out, like to come out with us, get drunk with us. She's spilling all the tea on Tanya and Greg and everything that happened the last time they stayed at the White Lotus. Like, let's say she's working with Greg now. Ooh. Greg now hired her as his assistant because she's out of a job. That's the dad, right? That's Tanya's husband. So, do you remember the guy who played oh, Uncle the bald Rico? Guy. Who may or may Napoleon not try Dynamite? to kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Let's say she's working for Greg now. We make friends with her. She's spilling all the tea. So we devise a plan where we all kill Greg. 
because he went after Tanya. So it's kind of like a... A twist. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird twist. It's like, I don't really know. I'm trying to think of how like it women's empowerment and, yeah. we're, and we're killing this old old white man. I- exactly. <laughs> Shocking. Because, I mean, he killed his Shocking. wife to try to take all of her money. Yeah. So now we're getting back at him. I am really sad that all the gays were involved, though, you know? I know. That did make me really sad. Well, now that we've went on our dream or maybe nightmare trips, it's time to go back to praising the ladies in our lives. Woo! Woo! So, since we love to end on a positive note, let's Let's hear it for the girls! girls. Is a segment where we shout out the female-identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. These are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So, Joey, who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying let's to that are killing it right now and why? My number one, well, one of the number one people that I would like to shout out would be uh, Caitlin Timmons. She goes by Katie. She goes by Kate now. Um, I met her out here about 10 years. Oh, no, it's actually been seven years ago now. Um, and when she came out here, she had nothing. She literally was like, came out here from Boston. She went to Berklee College of Music with Danny. Um, and she was sliding like resumes on her doors. And she got an assistant job for a photographer. And she learned a bunch of stuff. And now she literally creates her own photos, her own music videos. She films them. She does. She helps with producing her music with um, her boyfriend now. And she has her own company now, which is called Paxia, which she sells motion, uh, social motion packs, which are um, uh, vertical videos that people can use for e-commerce or use, you can use them like every day on your Instagram. This girl, I'm, I'm not even kidding, like has literally has literally the mindset of like a fucking robot. But like everybody else, she's obviously, an I, entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. And she's a also director creative. at that point. At that point, yeah. So like you can you can bundle this all up in like one thing, but like. She is everything that I wish like I had the motivation to do for myself, and she doesn't like everybody else. She you know she has like her like ups and downs like does because I know her like as a person, but homegirl's like killing it. She's like she's totally like all about women empowerment. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own business now. She actually quit her job that she got here, and she's still in touch with like the photographer she works with. Works with. Um, but she's like one of the biggest inspirations for me. And like, she's the one that told me, she was like, you just got to like do whatever you want, Joe, like, like go and like get what you want out here in LA. And like, she's one of the biggest influ- influences in my life. Um, and it's really cool to say that for someone who's like my age. Yeah. So she's someone I definitely want to, want to shout out. Um, Janine Labaki was another one. She run or she owns rugged and dapper with her husband. Um, but this is like her baby. So I worked with her for a while and she literally like when I ended up quitting, it was like a heartbreak for both of us. It was like we were breaking up, but she, on top of running that business, she literally was putting together, which I got brought back on to do creative shoots. So she was shooting like these like three minute promo videos for Rugged and Dapper, this men's skincare line that's being run by a woman. And she's like, I know what men want to see and I know what women want to see. And it's like, there's no gender involved. And like, even women are using like these men's products that are geared towards men. And she loves that. I honestly, I'm, a, I'm the type of person where I see people in the creative field. Like there are so many things you could do creatively without having to stick to one niche. You know, it's like, if you're, if you're creating a content, which is like a men's skincare line, but you're using women empowerment in that video and you're creating like these like content videos and stuff, like you're, you're creating something. Yeah. Caitlin, I'm like you literally are freaking making your own 
pictures, your videos, like helping with like your songwriting, all your own songs. Like, damn, like these people are killing it. And like, that's like motivation for me. I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. You know? And lastly, my friend Sion, um, who works in the industry, uh, she does stuff for like, uh, reality TV and also like for she like has style people for like the globes and st- I don't know if it's the globes but all these like big things but she's a makeup artist and when I moved in with her when I came out here and this was 12 years ago or 10 years ago now no actually it was 12 years ago she's my first roommate and she was like I don't know what I'm doing like she was so lost and she was like I really like makeup and I was like just do makeup she went to mud and now like she's She's like she. Uh, I think she did Lizzo's makeup. Yeah, she did Lizzo's makeup. Like she's doing like Fuck all kinds yeah. of shit. And I'm like, damn, I like think. that. All that shit is creative, and it's all related to the film industry. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So I'm like, damn, like you know, I I honestly didn't really think about it until you guys like were like, we're gonna talk about these kinds of things on the podcast, and I was like, damn, like there are so many women who have like empowered me as a person, and through like Janine and through Danny and through Sion and through like Kayla, I've gotten gigs like because of all these people. And it's like, and they're all women. And it's like, it makes sense, honestly, for me. Like, I grew up with women. And they're the ones who, like, have pushed me the most. I mean, we always say that the biggest cheerleaders in life usually are women. Yeah. Just because it is hard, you know, to not have a cheerleader. Always. Yeah. And for a long time, I feel like women weren't cheering each other on. They were going, well, if I help you, then you're taking a spot from me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so glad that the industry has kind of shifted to people mentoring more people and people bringing more people up and thinking of more people um, for different things, especially women, because often they are not thought of by some of the people who are in charge. But Joey, now that you've shouted everybody out, what are your next endeavors and what can people look out for and check out of yours in the near future? Um, so right now I'm focusing a lot on acting again. Mm-hmm. So um, the short film that I have that's going on right now is called Novena. Um, it's Fernando Lopez uh, directed that. So once it's done with the film festivals that it's going through, I think it's on the last leg of like, uh, it's the fourth film, fourth film festival I think it's going through right now. Um, after that, I'm excited for that to come out. I'm auditioning for some other things. Is it in a film festival that people in LA could go to? Well, if you go to outfest.com, um, you can look up, you can look it up, and it's called Novena, or you can go to Novena Short Film on Instagram, and there's a link there. Um, you can only stream it on certain days. Okay. Yeah, so I I can't even like post anything about it yet. Like okay. it's like under like contract. Um, so that'll be exciting. Uh, after that, I'm just gonna be focusing on music and and acting, honestly. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Well, Joey, thank you for hanging out with us today. I'm glad you stopped by. Thank you so much. We'll have many more Let's Stories. I'm a blank. How did we get here? Let's rave about it and hear it for the girls in future episodes, along with several other fun-filled segments and guests. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions and let us know which segments you adore and even which segments maybe you despise. Uh, We have so much more video content as of late and we want to interact with you. Also, please rate us with a smashing five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll catch you next time for more She Said Let's.